Welcome, Maureen. Welcome, Jen. Welcome to our Droughtlander podcast, where we will be discussing episode five, Maureen. Five, five, episode, five. episode five. You're the one that's normally on the ball, Maureen, <laughs> and on this occasion you've let me down <laughs> the first hurdle by not even knowing the episode number that we're you going to. You know what? Through. I think I'm in shock because we're actually keeping up to date. Well, one, we're keeping up to date. Two, we are back using... The mic... Uh, the microphone. We we're not entirely sure how to use it. We are committed to using it mainly because I spent a lot of money on it. I spent a lot of money on it. That's true. And uh, I just just trying to figure out uh, the yes. levels. So if at this point you're going, this is too loud, or this isn't loud enough. It's just easier if you just turn um, down the volume or just put it up. You do something. Yeah, because we've got no idea. We don't know what the bloody hell's going on. Um, um, I think it's going to be quite a contentious one because uh, episode five I thought was great and I really enjoyed it. I might even watch it again. And Jen was of well, a slightly different. Right. Hang on a second, Maureen. Just, I'm working out the gain. I don't know what a gain means, but I'm working out the gain on here. And, and? Uh, the gain was too high. Is that when I talk? No, it was when I was talking. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it was actually when you were talking. Look, well, I'll, I'll endeavour to edit this bit out, but you know, you know what I'm like. I it, probably won't. But you won't. No. Right. So, so back on. Back, back on, on to episode five called Savages. So, yes. So, Savages, right. Maureen, let's start from the beginning. You start us off, because I have a lot to say about this episode. Okay. Well, you know, it's a very... Jamie and Claire are in a nice little place. They're all lovey-dovey. Can we just go back a bit? Okay. Oh, God. I know this is... I'm already going back, and we haven't gone forward. No, we haven't even started. they're living in their house. The cabin, which has been built quite quickly now. Firstly, cabin's been built very quickly. Secondly, fully furnished... He's a very good. It turns out he's a very good carpenter, or Jamie. Fully furnished with chairs and tables. All it's of very the, pretty. All the crockery, and you'll notice that the wood on the inside of the cabin, bearing in mind they've just built it from wood trees that are made of wood uh, that they have literally just chopped down. Uh, they are uh, the wood is varnished. <laughs> it's heavily sanded <laughs> and varnished on the inside of the house. They've gone to a lot of trouble. Imagine varnishing the entire your the entire of your side of your entire home um they've got everything they've got a, a kitchen table i mean like there's a lot going on there yeah. and as, as far as i can tell only a couple of weeks have passed i know it's incredible isn't it <laughs> anyway just a little note there <laughs> just a little note sorry as, as i was before i was really interrupted um so uh jamie has this little moment doesn't he when he goes oh does you're gonna i, I thought it was quite a very touching scene i, I suspect jane might have another opinion when he goes oh did we have a little birthmark behind her ear and she goes oh I, on her neck on her neck yeah i didn't tell you this you went yeah i dreamt it and i kissed her then he knew exactly where it was oh for the love of christ <laughs> i mean probably when that was happening i was still like who varnishes their house <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I think you're concentrating on the wrong thing. You're meant to be concentrating on their relationship. I know. I mean, often when things are happening, I'm like, and where did they get all that crockery from? <laughs> Is there an age UK? Is there some sort of scope shop they just popped in to pick it's up? And Ikea, I- Ikea gets everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> they seem to be coping quite well with that. But yes, that bit, I did think, well, it's even nice from it. It's a nice little scene. I mean, they... They've only started mentioning the daughter this season, haven't they? Yeah, and it's funny that the one thing that he mentions is the thing, how could you possibly know? We couldn't. I mean, she's back in time. Why am I... Why Look, are you... Wor- last week he fought a bear. Uh, <laughs> not an actual bear, though. No, but yeah. But. I mean, when I get into the, the minutiae of it, and I start thinking, when I start complaining about how the hell would he know about the, the birthmark on the back of his, her neck? Because he's the father. I do think, well, Jen, that's, you're splitting hairs there, love, because his daughter lives several hundred years in the future. So <laughs> I don't think we can really 
What about the realism? Once, once we go down that wormhole, we'll never get out. Oh, I've just forgotten more, and I made myself a cup of tea, and I haven't... Just gone for it. Well, while she's oh, off... It's stewed. While she's stewed. Um, oh. And then we go back, Q 1970 Scotland, when we're back with Roger. And I have to say, and uh, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter, I've noticed, about how they're dressing Roger. What is that hat? <laughs> there is a lot of brown knitwear. He is sporting... A, he, I think he's single-handedly keeping the Scottish knitting industry afloat. So he's all in dressed in brown. He looks very dowdy. He looks more like a dad. Um... And he finds out that Brianna has gone off to Craig Nadoon. And then he discovers there's a letter... On a one-way ticket. On a one-way t- ticket to the taxi. And there's a letter waiting for him. I don't think there's been enough said about the hat. First of all, <laughs> let's go back to the woolly hat. The guy is wearing a woolly hat. Fair play. It's cold. He's, he's, it's he's Inverness. In, he's in wool. But everything's in wool. But he's entirely in wool. But the hat, it's too big for him. It makes him look like, I don't know, a flump. Do you remember the flumps? Did it? Do you think, you know what, if Brianna had a lanolin... Google flumps. If, La- if Brianna was allergic to lanolin, that relationship is screwed, isn't well, it? Well, do you know what I kept thinking? I'm actually... I come out in um, eczema and I have... Uh, wool. Wool, yeah. So I would... Our relationship would never work. <laughs> Aside from the fact that he's also got a penis, that would have been <laughs> the main problem. But the secondary problem would definitely have been the wool. Oh, I mean, there's been a lot I've, of talk I've about hives. this. I've got hives. I've got hives. I mean, he's not meant to be that much older than Brianna and it's like he just... It makes the relationship seem a bit weird because he's... he's an Oxford professor yes I know but he's not I mean okay he wouldn't be dressed like the Rolling Stones but I mean there is probably a happy medium isn't there between that and just covering him in brown wool all the time I think he could wear a few other colours <laughs> there's obviously the palette maybe for Roger even a, maybe even like a Green? navy blue <laughs> I don't know. He could have, they could branch out a bit. That palette is, you're right. It's yeah, it's quite, it's, it's quite brown. And with a beard and everything. Anyways, he um, he gets a letter from Brianna, which he wasn't meant to get until a year later. Yeah, but how did he get the letter? Because he talked to the landlady. So, he, yes, so you, you're not, you, you're assuming that, you have to remember a lot of people in this, yes, that's they're true. not watching Reading the show. This, watching this. Uh, weirdos. Anyway, he goes up to the landlady where he's found out where she lives. Inverness is it's very happy friendly anyway she goes up to the landlady and the landlady says no she didn't leave anything for you and he walks off really upset and she goes oh just a minute yeah she doesn't take her long to go oh you saw so your wee face and you look so sad <laughs> but it was scottish it was scottish <laughs> he gives her a letter gets a letter from brianna where he goes you know you must i need you to know that i cared for you yeah but not her. enough don't follow me roger <laughs> i like brianna's voice because it sounds like she's kind of a robot don't follow me roger i need you to know i actually cared for, for you. you bye and now i'm gonna go through some stones and go back to years away from you i hope that's okay bye <laughs> don't follow me bye roger which is obviously follow me <laughs> um, and she does end on something like bye roger something like that i mean if i was roger i'd be like look the woman has gone through some stones and back 200 years. I think she might be telling me something. And said to you, don't fall... My, listen, I've got a very thick skin, as you have, as you have to have as a stand-up comedian. But even my armadillo of uh, exterior would, would uh, not be able to take that much of a rejection. <laughs> right, fair play. Fair play. Fair she's, play. Oh, she's not that interested. She's not that interested. Sorry, uh, he's left in 1970s Scotland, you know, in wool, looking at the letter. Exactly, then- which is a hard place to be. In Scotland in the 70s, in wool... <laughs> And there was a lot of people in wool in 1970 Scotland. Sure. I used to go there in the holidays. Sure, sure. Um, and that was just in the summer. Um, and so uh, Jamie and Ian have gone off. They've left Claire alone. And they've gone off to a But a no, no, Claire's gone off. They haven't left her alone. They've both gone off at the same time. Oh, yes, that's true. So, so it's because he's worried about her because she's gone off to... To the Germans. 
who were the Germans? So we suddenly started talking to them about them as if we'd met them. Have we met yeah, them? No, we haven't met them before. That's the thing about Outlander. They go, well, you're off to see the blah, Mullers. blah, blah. And you're like, who are the Mullers? Anyway, apparently they made us some great yoghurt, but that was hundreds <laughs> of years later. So anyway, the German settlers and Claire has uh, helped, uh, she's done the midwife thing, and Petronella Muller, because a little baby. And then the dad... Clara! Is, Clara! Um, and then the dad arrives. He's a bit of an idiot, isn't he? You can tell he's a bit of an idiot. Dad. Well, not immediately. Not immediately. You okay. can't immediately tell he's an idiot. He just turns up and he's very happy to see his daughter with a baby and he's very happy to see his wife. You know, he's just happy. And, uh, and then uh, we find out. Right, but, 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 but then, and, and while Claire's doing the midwifing thing, Jamie and Ian have gone off to Wallums Creek, I think it's called. Yeah, to get some settlers. Which Jamie thinks will be easy. He's going to get some Scottish guys to work on the land. Uh, he's going to offer them no rent. 100 until, acres for free. 100 acres of land. No, uh, not going to have to pay any rent on that at all until they start making some money, in which case it's a halfpenny an acre. Uh, the guys are like, this is too good a deal. But then they're like, he's Jamie's selling it to these guys and then one by one they all go, it's not for me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm giving you 100 acres of land for nothing and then the rent is a halfpenny a flipping acre a year or something and they go oh no it's not because all the tax um collectors are, are crooks yeah and they just tax the money and then they take the land so what happens is they tax you until you can't pay any more of the taxes and then once the land is making money they confiscate the land do you know what that happened to my dad when they moved down to from scotland to england they had a horrible flat in islington and my dad is a really good handyman he did the whole flat up and the guy whose flat it was saw it and then put the rent up so it's still happening in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, slum landlords and assholes exist throughout the so ages. So Jamie's plan to get all these settlers isn't working. And then we find out the, father, the German father is... Uh, sorry to interrupt you, the German father is an idiot because the local Cherokee go to drink, to get water oh, no, their horses. Oh, no, he is an idiot. He's an absolute bellend. But they go and get... So the local Cherokee go to go and have water, use the creek outside his house, and he goes to shoot them, doesn't he? Yeah, because they're savages and they shouldn't steal his water, which is kind of weird because it's a stream. Yeah, and as they point out, no... But anyway, this guy is, uh, wants to teach the savages a lesson. He's really stupid. He's that kind of white man entitled kind of God is on my side yeah. stupid. And then Claire has to kind of keep the peace and go. Well, not only keep the peace, she stands in front of his musket. Yeah, as only Claire would. would. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Any, any of the rest of us would, would go, go like, stand to the side. Do you know what? I'll, I'll leave it to you, mate. But she stands in front of the musket to save. Uh, load of people being killed basically so the Cherokee killing them and them killing the Cherokee and the Cherokee go because you're a friend of the oh we forgot to mention the beginning of the beginning when she's talking to that old healer Indian woman at the beginning oh my god let's not forget that <laughs> rewind okay stop pause this bit because we have to go back when I said that was one of the more annoying bits no 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 the most annoying bit happens right at the beginning of the show where I had Which to, blanked out. I actually paused to to shake my head <laughs> in this, this utter like disbelief. So the opening scene, oh my god. We met the healer, we met this Cherokee uh healer, this uh, older older woman who's obviously very wise because she's Cherokee and she's wise. That's what happens. Unlike white people who, as they get older, get more stupid. If you're Cherokee, more (laughs) right-wing and vote Brexit, um, the Cherokee do actually get wiser as they get older. Anyway, so, (laughs) she can't speak any English. Claire can't speak any Cherokee. No. And yet... They have a conversation. And yet there they converse. Because every time the woman says something in Cherokee and does some 
quite frankly, appalling mind <laughs> to demonstrate what she's trying to say. Claire looks at her with a quizzical face and then understands immediately what she's she trying to say. She would have been say. good at charades, wouldn't they? Well, she would have been bloody brilliant. <laughs> I mean, this, which was just her, like, rubbing her tummy. No, my daughter uh, doesn't live here. You got that from... St- you got that from t- rubbing... I got that. No, I don't... I haven't got the shits. No, I haven't got indigestion. No, it's not indigestion. Do I need a poo? I've had one oh, today, Oh, drink thanks. a tea. When she puts her hand up, they go, oh, a tea. A tea. Not just drinking... What, whiskey? Water? No, she went straight to tea. Herbal tea. Understood. Listen, and not only that... Not only that, whenever she said a word and she went, do you mean mother? Oh, you got that. So when she said the word, even though you didn't know what the word meant... You, your first guess was correct. I mean, as someone who's lived abroad a lot, who speaks languages, I mean... Come on, you just do what all good British people do. Insist and on speaking say English. the same thing back at them, loudly, but with a very strong English accent. <laughs> addo at the end, maybe. An addo at the end or something. Yeah, that scene was really... And I was like, why... The, later on, you find out why they've got that scene. But at the beginning, you're like, why is this scene even there? It just seemed really oh, pointless. Oh, God, just the whole... Po- but anyway, so... And, and also, uh, let's not forget... That in the six and a half hours since uh, Claire has met the Cherokee, she's learned all the vital words needed to communicate with this woman. So every now and again, she'd just pop in a Cherokee word and the woman would go, ah, oh, yes, you understand me. I was so annoying. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you. Probably we forgot that bit. Anyway. And, and in fact, I mean, just kind of, I, you, I mean, we all, now in hindsight, I know exactly what that scene is about. about but and they, that scene, not only is it really annoying on the level that, oh, Claire, and I just understand Cherokee, but also on the other level where you understand exactly what they're inferring in that scene, which I will discuss in a bit, because I can't tell it you now, yeah. because it's really annoying, but uh, the inference of who Claire is going to become... Oh. Where who she who she will take over from oh. as the white Oh god Anyways, anyway. Moving on. No wonder so, brown people hate white people <laughs> so much. So anyway, um the Cherokee uh, do what Claire says because she's good friends with this woman, as we've established. Uh, but then before he goes, one of the lead Cherokees, he, he kind of blesses the water. And the guy thinks he's kind of poisoning it. He sprinkles it. something in the water, right? So he, the Cherokee's taken water from the... I mean, honestly, they've taken water from the stream and they just sprinkle something in the water, which is, Claire understands, is a blessing. And this stupid German bloke loses his crap, doesn't he? Yeah. What does he think it is? He thinks that they've cursed it. Yeah. Claire says it's not a curse. It's just a blessing. He thinks it's still a curse. Anyway... Let's fast forward. What happens next? Oh, next we go back to Jamie and Ian, because Jamie's got a plan. They've always got plans, Jamie and Claire. And he's going to get around the tax problem by the taxman's going to come to him so that people don't have to deal with the tax people, which is obviously going to be a problem for Jamie later on. So he's got, I've got this plan. The tax... It's not really a plan. No, but anyways. I mean, in, in, with the greatest will in the world, Jamie, that's not a plan. Anyway, it's Jamie's plan. And then the bit breaks. This is the bit, again, I think Jen's going to go off at this point. Uh, so Ian has to go and get the bit fixed at the... The bit in a horse's mouth. Yes. So they've got... The, the horse is, is, is driving is a, car- a carriage, which they can't go without the bit because the horse won't go anywhere because there's no bit in its mouth. So they go to the blacksmiths. Not they. Oh, yeah, Ian goes to the blacksmith. And we only see the back of the blacksmith. So but we see so the back is back. Ian walks in and goes... Over and the, the blacksmith has got a rather, I would say, kind of doer Scottish attitude. Who could it be? It's Murta. <laughs> 
It's Murta. We know that it's Murta. We know it from the minute he walks into the blacksmith's. But the camera pans on the back of his head. I'll do. I will. I'll, what is he suggesting? I'll yeah, pay yeah. a certain amount. I, I'm not. I'd finish for the day. I'd finish for the day. Oh, will you not help a Scotsman? No. I'll be if I to help a Scotsman. I'll, I'll be, be here all week. week. Anyway, so so it goes on, and we're like, well, that's obviously Murta. But the camera doesn't uh, stays on the back of his head, and we, and the camera goes, who is it? Well, it's Murta. And then he's like, says you can have it for, 20- for twenty-one shillings. Yeah. Which Ian pays. When Jamie finds out, he's livid. Anyway, he turns around and it is murder. Anyway, yeah. Jamie's livid, so he goes off to have a word with the... with the Who's, again, got his back. So he's got his back to the door, the, the smithy. And he's like, oh, how do you think you're doing charging 21? And then you can see murder recognising Jamie's voice. Yeah. And then they turn around. And then what happens, Jen? They snog. <laughs> they embrace. <laughs> Tongues a go-go. <laughs> okay, Jen's slightly exaggerated. <laughs> Their beards lock. But, to, but to be fair, Murta is the other great love of Jamie's life. So um, Jamie's very happy to see Murta. And it, I, I have to say, it's got a lot better now Murta's back. I mean, has it? Yes. All right, Murta's great. Murta's great. Murta's great. Okay, fine. So they go, for, um, they go for a drink. I mean, he forget, he's meant to be going off to Claire's. He kind of forgets that he's going off to Claire and they go off yeah. to catch up. Which is fair enough. They haven't seen each other for, for years. Also, let's... Okay, so... Uh, before that... Before mm. that, so it doesn't really matter, you don't really need to know this, but anyway, what happens, so, so they go and have a drink, but before that happens, before the drink things, because this has all been cut into one another, um, there is a knock on the door where in, 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 the, in the cabin and a um, very uh, upset German and flustered pasta. German pastor is there to warn Claire that something dreadful has happened. Yes, the measles have hit the Mullers and the children and the grandchild are dead both of his children have died so his son and his daughter his grandchild and his died. grandchild they have all died of the measles and he believes it's because the indians cursed not the, the indians different, well he calls them the indians native americans the native americans so he believes that the cherokee have uh cursed him uh and so now he's uh, and he believes he that it's uh, her fault, it's for, her fault for not because he should have shot them and Can then, I just say, this, these little things annoy me because uh, the pastor at one point goes, you know, I gave them the last rites. He's a Protestant pastor, so he would not be given the last rites. Last rites is a Catholic thing. I, like, I really hate little things like that. That would annoy me more if I understood it. Yeah, it, last rites are something Catholics do. What do the what do Protestants do? Don't, Protestants don't give last rites. They just go on your way, love. <laughs> fingers okay, fingers crossed it, it, all, it all exists. <laughs> But anyway, I'm he, none the wiser. He spent the morning pretending to be a Catholic priest, but um, and then he goes right. I'm going to go and try and stop him from doing something stupid, but just be careful. And she, oh no, that's it. This is what Claire does. He, he says, says to Claire, he tells her to leave. leave. And Claire does what Claire always does in a dangerous no. situation. She does the opposite of what she should do and stay. She says, "I'll be fine. Jamie will be home soon, and I've got a gun." Yeah, she's not. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening while uh, Jamie and and Murta are catching up. And uh, Jamie's, Jamie's taken some silverware because I, I think he wants to get Claire a ring. And he goes to Murta, can you, can you do some smithery? I need something for my wife. He goes, oh, so you married again? And then he obviously just wants to say he married Larry because obviously Murta would just probably walk out of it and never see Jamie again. So he gets rid of Ian. And he goes, no, no, Claire's come back. And Murta, that's the happiest I've ever seen Murta when he finds out. Did he marry Le- Joan? Yeah, he did. Remember when, and then she shot him because he, he turned back up with Claire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Murta would approve of him marrying Joan. Joan. No. No, no, no. So he kind of sides, he sidesteps that issue, doesn't he? And then yeah, he goes, I forgot that they got married. Yeah, yeah. I wish. Yeah. I think Jamie wishes he could forget. But yeah, so um, and it's a, 
I think the happiest I've ever seen Myrtle when he finds out Claire is back together again. And he asks about Brianna. They're really late. They're really preparing Brianna's arrival, aren't they? He asks about Brianna, the daughter. Well, he asks about the child, doesn't he? And I just love that conversation. You know, uh, well, you know, Brianna is now 200 years in the future. And she's at university. She's at women uni- get more opportunities. She's at university 200 years in the future. And Myrtle goes, hey, I bet she's a canny wee lass. <laughs> Not like, oh, <laughs> mate, are you still banging on about her being 200 years in the future? Anyway, <laughs> and that's, that's friendship, isn't it? Yeah, when you're talking about your 200 year in the future yeah. daughter without, without rolling your eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, it's something that me and you haven't really mastered when we talk to each other. No, we, I can't. We're constantly rolling our eyes at each other. <laughs> Maureen, do you want to talk about that phone? Oh, um, do you want to quickly explain? So Maureen, just just to quickly get off the subject of Outlander, just I feel like we need to have this conversation. I need... To offload this, Maureen got a new iPhone. Got a new iPhone and was phoning me on it and was complaining, going, I can't hear you. I can't hear anything that you're saying. And, I was and like, you couldn't hear me. And No, I could hear oh, you. you could hear me. And I was like, well, turn the volume up. And she was like, well, I still can't hear you. Anyway, so I said, well, you're going to have to go back to the shop and get it checked out because there's some, obviously something wrong with your phone and you're not doing something right with the phone. And I said, it's, really, it's a new phone, Maureen. It's very... It's, it's, it's very normal to not get it, you know. But whatever you do, when you go in the shop, don't have a go at anyone. That's all I said. Okay, so Maureen goes into the shop and... I didn't have a go at anyone. No, but you did sound quite... When you, when you, <laughs> when you went in and you retold it to me, it was more like... And then I said to him, well, I mean, I can't use my phone and it doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, what was the problem with it, Maureen? <laughs> the problem was I'd left the plastic on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maureen had left that bit of plastic... You're supposed to take off as soon as you get the phone, yeah? Maureen had kept that plastic on, which obviously was covering... The sound. The sound, the hear, on the... Where her ear roll goes. And so couldn't hear me. Simply lifting off that plastic, Maureen... Would have solved the problem. And voila. You could hear again like a normal human being. I mean, how did you not see that plastic on there? I know, I knew it was there. Well, why didn't you take it off? I didn't think it really made any difference. Uh, have you never bought a phone? <laughs> I mean, the best bit was the day before when I went to visit Salim and I got him to put my phone up. And with an iPhone, you have to use your fingerprint to open the phone. Oh, and wow. I kept doing it on the phone screen because that's where they show the fingerprint. And he went, no, 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 you've got to do it on the home oh. key. Obviously, oh, I didn't know what the home key was. So then I showed that and I was like, but it won't work. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. He goes, yeah, you've got to take Because the plastic will obviously was still on. So I had to... So lift he, the plastic and then right, put that. That's interesting. So <laughs> even before that, you'd already noticed that the plastic was in here. Oh yeah, I knew the plastic was there, but I just lifted it to do the finger thing. Right. And then okay. put the plastic. Anyway, yeah, that's fine. That's fine, Maureen. I understand that logic completely. <laughs> I understand that logic completely. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. <laughs> so, um, oh yes, Murta takes um, Ian and uh, Jamie off to a regulators meeting. Regulators were the people who opposed the British tax system. Well, the British, basically. Yeah, but they're particularly the taxes. It turns out that Murta is obviously a leader of them. And then I think they're setting up Murta and Jamie to be on opposite sides, isn't it? Because Jamie's like the de facto's uh, governor's man. I think that him and... him and Well, Murta would made, made a bit of a snide comment about... He goes, I can't go back on my word. word. And also, you can't go back. And he was like, and the land. Because yeah, he's like, well, why would you go... Because yeah. you've got 10,000, yeah. You've got 10,000 acres. So, um, so Murta's giving it all and Ian, uh, Jamie's feeling a bit uncomfortable because obviously he's been put there to stop that kind of thing. You're going to have to switch that off. Goodbye, Lloyd. <laughs> Carry on. 
carry on. So, um, so they go back, and then meantime, Claire's having a bit of a panic because every time she hears the wind go, she thinks it's going to be that guy. Yeah. And then what I what I find really funny is that she's got the rifle, right? Yeah. Which she's but the, loaded, by but the way. She's loaded, but she's left the door unlocked. Now, I don't know about you, but if I if I thought there was a nutter with a gun coming to kill me, I'd, I'd have locked the front door, wouldn't you? I mean, maybe they don't have a lock. I don't know, Maureen. I mean, I mean, I mean if we start flipping... This is like a Swiss cheese of holes. There's so many holes in this storyline. If we started going, putting our fingers through it, it would be like... I don't know, like a black hole. I don't know what I'm saying. The point is... Anyway, the German guy turns up and um, he offers her a present which you think is a baby doll. So he says, look, we get the impression that he's not going to kill Claire. Mm. He's very sad. And he wants to obviously... I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And he obviously wants to explain... He's been thinking about it and he obviously wants to explain to Claire why he's upset. And that he's upset because they're savages, of course. And they should die of the pox on and, him. And uh, he said he lost his children and that it, it, it goes against the grain of what should be happening because he's a God-fearing man who believes in God and God should be on his side and his children shouldn't have died. It should have been the savages that died. And it was this... Their, their curse is so strong. That is the thing that um, destroyed his family. And he says... Um, he hands over a, a, what we what we think is going to be the toy of the young baby, um, which he had brought as a gift for his granddaughter. Yeah, and uh, Claire accepts it with grace. Think it, thinks it's a like, like really sweet Says, thing to do. Thank, thank you. She opens it up, but when she opens it up, she finds it's the scalp of the Indian uh, healer. Healer. So and yeah. Claire is normally unflappable. I mean, this is a woman who, who went who was in the forest with a. Skull all night. She doesn't normally bother about that. Even Claire's like absolutely horrified. Quite horrified. rightly. Horrified. Asks him to leave. Understandably. Puts the scalp in a box with the toy. No, it was quite nice having that box handy, wasn't it? It was really handy. And also a nice bit of tissue paper. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that nice? Just a nice bit of like sort of white tissue paper. How does the Wilco close by? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because Woolworths has closed down, but Wilco could have done it. Could have been a WH Smith. You never know. Anyway, that's nice to have a little bit of tissue paper, isn't it? We've all got some by our size. So she wraps up the scalp, puts it in a box that happens to have a lovely little wooden box up hand. Quite a nice veneer, actually. Lovely veneer, Maureen. Well spotted. <laughs> puts it on top of the fire, sets it alight, and immediately I'm thinking, okay, what they've done there, if they set up Claire to now be the only healer in the area. Oh, yeah. So now she's going to be the saviour of all the I Cherokee. I didn't think of that. So the Cherokee can't rely on themselves anymore. They're going to have to rely on a white lady. Oh, I didn't think of that. It's annoying, isn't it? Meanwhile, the Cherokee obviously are quite pissed off about what's happened, understandably, and they go and... They are livid. So burn the house. And I feel sorry for the German's wife, because it's not her fault. She gets a fire. She ends up being burnt to death and have an arrow, a burning arrow in her. And then they kill the husband, which, I mean, you know, I've got no problems with that one. But, yeah, so the Cherokee... But it makes the you realise... The family dies within 24 hours. Makes you realise, you know, that all these little... Like, it's a really little petty thing over this water and how it can just get... You know, it can become bigger and bigger. And often it's the innocent people. It's like, the, you know, the, the Native American healer, she did nothing wrong. No. And she's the one who ends up paying the price. And it's always the innocent that seem to get... And the measles was just something that happened back then. And yeah. actually, interestingly, the measles is one of the few diseases that didn't become an epidemic because people naturally became immune to it. Whereas things like smallpox and I don't know what other kind of diseases were going on, people never never became immune to it. I, I, I suppose the flu as well. So that wiped people out. But the measles was something that 
people naturally develop their own sort of immune. Mm. And so and that's, also what, forget- that's the only reason why that, that didn't become... A, 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 an epidemic we also we forget how dangerous uh, you know because with antibiotics now we forget how dangerous you know even just having an infection you could die you could die from nose infection in the you know this that was still in the 30s and 40s what's a nose die. infection i just don't know that because there's a really famous actor i can't remember his name now whose girlfriend had a french girlfriend and um she had a nose infection she died within tw- two days i mean what the fuck is a nose infection she had an infection in her nose just like a just infection you just get infections and you because you didn't have antibiotics Oh, so it would just, you know, all go around your system. We forget how easy, you know, it was to... Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. On a lighter uh, note. Other, un- another unexpected guest arrives at the cabin, who is, of course, Murta. Okay, so so Jamie returns with his good friend Murta. No, no, no. Jamie arrives and then Murta comes later. Because she doesn't know that Murta's coming. Because Jamie's told her that Murta's not going to come. Oh, that's right. Sorry. And Murta comes and... Claire is Claire's, delighted. Claire's delighted. And then what happens? Is that the end? Um, I'm trying to think what is... No, that can't be the end. Oh, no, the end is when... Brianna, we've got another unexpected guest on oh, the way. Oh, my God. Brianna at the end. <laughs> in 1960s dress. <laughs> what is she wearing? She's like got a 1960s hippies dress on, hasn't no, she? No, she's... I thought she dressed for the... To, no, to look. Her, her dress is far too short. Uh, well, I, I don't know what the flipping heck that dress was, but I thought she was trying to dress in, in, in period costume. Well, well, I mean, she failed. I mean, because when she used to study history, I mean... Do you know what I thought was hilarious? I mean, it's just... How does she know how to step through a stone? But she was there when Gellis did it. But she, Gellis sacrificed a man. Yeah. But I don't think you have to sacrifice a man, because obviously Claire didn't. Anyway, Brianna, you know, as you do, standing by the stones, as you do... Uh, Steps through a stone, as you bloody well do. And that's that's the end of that episode. Is there anything more to add? (laughs) You said, I enjoyed it. Oh, for the love of Christ, Maureen, really? (laughs) I did. I thought it, you know, I think you're getting the human interest there because you've got the, you know, you've got, what's his name? You've got Jamie and Claire bonding. Yeah, yeah. Bonding. Got got Murta back. Yeah, got Jamie and Claire bonding and Murta back. I mean, it's everything. everything and you know, you can see that, that, that Jamie and Claire, uh, Jamie and Murta are going to probably end up on the, uh, you know, there's going to be tension between those two again. Um, not again, but for the first time. We know really. Brianna's going to be in the next episode. We assume Roger's, Roger's going to follow her. We assume Roger's going to follow her. In wool, probably. In full wool. <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, the tensions are probably going to be rise with the Cherokee. Um, the regulators, that's clearly bubbling away. We know that at some point, Jamie and Claire are supposed to die. Yes, but we don't know. In a fire. But we don't know. Uh, So that's why we know Brianna's coming to save her mum and her dad. Um, And that is the end of that episode. And also you've got, you know, the the idea of Jamie finally meeting Brianna. Will they get on? Because they're both probably quite similar in temperament. Oh, you know that they're not going to get on. Mm. They're going to be fighting all the time. But then they'll, they'll... but they'll love each other. In the end. Hi, Jamie. He loves us so much. Maureen's going to love it. Absolutely bloody well love it. Oh, and let's not forget also that halfway through the episode, when Claire, um, uh, we forgot to mention this, and I did love this bit, when Claire uh, helped to give birth to uh, the German uh, young lady's mm. baby, who she named after Claire and called her Clara, mm-hmm. that the mother came up to him and do you have your own grandchildren? And uh, Claire went, no, no. And she went, this will be your grandchild. But I like the way, like, I mean, Claire still looks like she's about 35. <laughs> yes, they put a grey streak in her hair. There's certain parts in Britain where 35, you would be a grandmother. Listen, whatever. It's not the immediate assumption, though. But also what I like is, 
uh, Claire, there were lots of clips of Claire feeding the pigs, feeding oh, the yes. goats, uh, going out, working feeding hard. horses, working hard on the land, working hard on the land. And that, that She bit, never stops, that woman. She doesn't stop. She's always, She's knitting. She's knitting, she's working, she's... She's making little herb little things. She's making herb pouches and little potpourries and doing all the stuff that a good woman should. And uh, yet when her hands went over the top of that box, just to smooth well it over, I mean, well. a wonderful manicure. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful manicured fingers. Thought, Listen, I've just seen you apparently do, toiling away. You haven't even got a bit of shit under your nails. That's interesting. I can't eat a pizza without spilling food down the front of my We had a pizza today, just, just to quickly say. We had a pizza today. I thought I'd treat Maureen. She's come down to Brighton. We went out for lunch, you know, as you do. And I thought it's quite hard to find a meal that Maureen and I will both enjoy. But I thought pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Right, what could go wrong? You can't go wrong with a pizza. Of course, what does Maureen choose? But the four cheese pizza. Just one up from a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Uh, Maureen chooses the four cheese pizza. Absolutely. Uh, I, I saw it, I thought, even for Maureen, this is an error. And uh, so Maureen's chowing down on the old uh, four cheese pizza. And uh, lo and behold, she gets to, like, n- practically the end, I would say, practically the end of enjoying the, the pizza. Eighth. The last eighth of the pizza. And uh, then said to me, with a mouthful of pizza, <laughs> oh, there's too much cheese. And I went, well, it is called a four cheese pizza. And as she said that, she spat out, it was in her mouth, into her hand, plopped it onto the plate in front of me. Bear in mind, I am still eating my lunch. And then just left it there. I had to get, I was like, no, cover that up. I had to get a napkin and cover up your spat out food. And I said this to Maureen at the time, I haven't witnessed that since my kids did that when they were two. Just spitting out food in front of me when they don't like it. Yes. Right. This is why I don't go on romantic, I don't choose restaurants for romantic dates. Maureen, I mean, for the love of God. <laughs> at least spit it out into a, into a serviette. Oh, I suppose I could have done that. Yeah, yeah. You suppose you could have just plopped it onto the plate while I'm still eating mine. I'm like, my gag reflex is like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so that anyway on, on that note, on that note, we do wish you a very merry Christmas. <laughs> no, we'll be back next week. It's fine. <laughs> Bye. Bye.